Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Expert to Authority show. And this is the show for coaches, speakers, and trainers who want to grow their businesses while making an impact in the world. And today we are going to be talking about storytelling. How can you become a master storyteller and a story that compel your audience uh, um, to listen to you, to take action? So we are going to have an incredible guest, uh, our good friend Mark, uh, which is going to help you out. But before, if you are new to the show, then welcome. A couple of things. Uh, make sure you check this, the show notes. You will find there the links uh, of our guests and also the links of other podcast episodes as well as some resources that we have for you, like our webinar conversion kit. It's an incredible tool. If you're new to us, you have not downloaded it yet, make sure you get it. It will help you create a high converting webinar presentation in less than three hours. Uh, is, uh, you have the slide deck, you have the resources, all the training is there for you. So just check it out in the show notes uh, or go to webinarconversionkit.com. So webinarconversionkit.com. That's the website. Now it is time to introduce our guest. Remember that if you like this episode as well, um, subscribe on the show as well as leave us a review. Let us know how, um, how you like it. Okay. So let me bring up our guest today. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, this, our guest is today is Mark Carpenter. He's a serial storyteller. Uh, fortunately, it's not a serial killer. Uh, that's a, that's a good start. It teaches people how to lead internationally by telling stories that teach, lead, sell, and inspire. He's the co-creator of the best-selling book and workshop, Master Storytelling, how to turn your expertise into stories that teach, lead, and inspire. Uh, so we're going to talk about how to lead like a human by mastering story storytelling. Mark. Welcome to the show. Good to see you here. So great to be with you. Thank you. And you know, I'm not a serial killer. I, I might tell killer stories, but, I, but I'm not a serial killer, just a serial storyteller. Wow, we're going to hear some of those killer stories. Now, the, uh, tell me first, uh, why, why storytelling? Why is it important? Uh, and why did you get so passionate about it? Wow, there's like three different questions embedded into that one question there. So I'll start with my passion around storytelling and then why I kind of had this epiphany about how important it is. I've always kind of been in positions where I told stories. I started out my career in marketing and public relations. And in that position, I was always trying to translate my organization to its various publics. And stories are a great way to do that. And then I got into teaching and facilitating. I taught at university for a while. Uh, as an adjunct professor. And that was, for me, that's the best way I learned was through stories. I think back to the great teachers that I had, and it was always through story. And then I started getting into this concept, this idea of, gosh, I want to, I want to write a book. And I was talking to my wife about it. And she said, you need to teach people how you take everyday experiences and turn them into lessons by telling a story about them. And my initial thought was, well, that's just what people do. But the more I talked to people about it, the more I realized, no, for me, it was a fairly natural skill. But for other people, that's not natural. That's a struggle. Hmm. But hmm. it has great impact. And I realized that was one of the ways that I impacted people in terms of teaching, leading, and inspiring. And then I, I, I added to that selling because that's how people learn. That's how people remember things powerfully. And so I wrote the book with a good friend of mine, Daryl Harmon, and created the workshop. And now we're on a 
on a mission to turn people into great storytellers because that's really one of the ways you lead like a human. Humans connect with each other through story. And so if you want to lead with greater humanity, storytelling is one of the great skills you need to develop. Uh, why? What are the benefits of stories? Uh, like, give me some some of the ways in which uh, uh, like story can be used, and in particular, the benefits of these stories. Well, I'll, I'll go to some research with that. And this is one of the things that we learned in in writing the book, Master Storytelling, or at least that I learned, because I thought it was just something that I did. But there's really great science behind why storytelling is effective and why it works. And so, there's one research study that they got three groups. They, they divided three groups of um, doctoral level students at a university. And one group, they shared information with them. They just gave them the information. Now think about what we do as leaders and what we do as coaches sometimes. We share information. Right. Well, the second group, they gave them the information, but they also gave the, showed them chart, charts and graphs. Okay, So yeah, we sometimes do that. We get pretty charts and graphs out there and we think that's really gonna make the information stick. Mm -hmm. Well, the third group, they shared the information in the form of a story. And then two weeks later, they brought these groups back together and tested how much did they remember, how accurately they did they remember it, and how did they feel about that information. The first two groups, the groups that got the information and got the groups, the, the, the information with charts and graphs, they remembered roughly the same amount of information with roughly the same level of accuracy. The groups that got the information in the form of a story remembered more of the information, remembered it more accurately. And the surprising finding to me was they found the information more credible. Hmm. So think about what you want to do as a leader. If you want people to remember, remember accurately and find your information credible, story's a great way to do that. And we don't think about that as having that impact on people. There's a lot of brain science around how story connects us as humans and it sinks things into our memory better. So that's to me one of the best reasons. Well, there's two reasons embedded in that, that we want to be uh, storytellers as leaders is you want people to remember and you want people to connect with you yeah. as a leader and you can make greater connections through storytelling. Fun, actually, this is one of my focuses this year to integrate more stories in everything I do because uh, I easy can go down the training route. So I'm more like a trainer, facilitator. That's what I love. I love creating experiences for people, whether it's online or offline through training. That's what I love. But then I forget sometimes to put in embellish it with a story or use the story to really drive the point forward. So this interview comes at a perfect time. Now, it's story time. Listen, I, I need to know. I, I want to know one story that you have. Think about a story that maybe you use uh, in your training. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave it up to you. You are the expert. So take it away. Uh, and this is so hard for me because there's so many <laughs> that I have. And and that's one of the things about, about storytelling. You're talking about developing this as a skill. It's really just kind of paying attention to the world around you. And there are stories embedded in the world around us. So I'll um, I'll share one that that just was a fairly recent one for me. A few weeks ago, I got up on a Monday morning and I was doing my morning stretching and exercise routine. And that little voice in my head, you, you know how we have that little voice sometimes that whispers something to us? Mm -hmm. And it said, check your email. I was like, I don't check my email first thing in the morning. I, I hate doing that. 
But it said again, check your email. I opened my email and there was an email in there that said, we're so excited to have you in Dallas with us tomorrow to teach this class. And I live in Salt Lake City. And I went, I don't have a class on my schedule for tomorrow. I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. And I was, I was like, wait, am, am I really scheduled for this class? And they said, well, we don't have anybody else that can do it. We desperately need somebody to come. We had a, a trainer that was lined up. The short version of it is there was a little miscommunication around that. So I'm in Salt Lake City where it's snowing on that day. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, can I even get to Dallas? So I went, I went upstairs. I was doing my workout in the basement. I, I, I told my wife, well, I've got to be in Dallas tomorrow. So I got to make some arrangements to do some things. And the one phrase that came to my mind was a phrase that I, that I learned from one of my favorite college professors. He always told us, when you get in crisis, hurry, but don't panic. Yeah. Hurry, but don't panic. So I checked airlines. I was found a way that I was able to get to Dallas. I talked to the client. They made arrangements for me to have the hotel room. I got things worked out. I made a couple of calls to change things for that day. Got myself packed. And I'm getting ready to leave for the airport. And my wife says, how are you not just totally stressed out right now? And I just told her, hurry, don't panic. Hurry, don't panic. That is some of the best advice that I've ever gotten. And in that situation, it really served me well. Went to Dallas, had a great class with the client, helped them out, brought some income to me, and things worked out because I just didn't get into panic mode. Now, I could have told you, remember, when you're in in, uh, difficult situations, hurry, don't panic. And you might have remembered that phrase, but you're going to remember it better now because you have the context of that story around it. So that that's an example, just a simple. I, I love it. I love it. Because be uh, I love it because the message was very clear. Hurry, don't panic. The message was very clear. The story was relevant. And uh, and thank you for giving an example, because uh, I think that when people think sometimes about storytelling and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, sometimes they can think about complex stories, long stories. What mean? was that two minutes? Yeah, share the short story that was relevant. It was real, and it drew a point. Yeah, and and that's what we teach all the time. Uh, that's what we teach in the book, Master Storytelling. That's what we teach in our workshop, Master Storytelling. And we so we're, we're seeing story in a little bit different way than a lot of people think it. Because you're right. right, a lot of times people think story and they're thinking epic novel or this huge blockbuster movie, and I, I I can't create a story like that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about taking those everyday experiences. Because anytime you have an experience where you have some kind of an emotional reaction to it, there's likely some lesson in there that you can use. And if we can capture those, craft them into a two, three minute story, that's a great way to teach. That's a great way to connect with other people. So now the question becomes, because I I know a lot of clients ask me, um, sometimes I'm struggling with this, uh, how do you pick the right stories? Because uh, even when I asked you a question, right? Uh, which story? Tell me a story. Like, give me a story. He said, oh, I don't know where to pick. Like, I've got a lot of stories. He didn't say, I don't know where to pick. He said, I've got so many. And uh, I can talk to a friend of mine or to a client, and then they can say the same. I thought, either I've got so many, or I cannot think of one. And I'm sure you find both categories of people. So how do you pick those relevant stories? 
So I'll, I'll go two directions on it. But, and I'll, I'll first address those that say, I, I just don't have any stories. I don't have anything that happens in my life that could be relevant. Mm. And I'll go back to a comment that I made just a moment ago. Look for those moments that you have an emotional reaction. Because embedded in that is some story that can teach, lead, sell, and inspire. So a few weeks ago when I got up in the morning and I saw that I'm supposed to be at someplace the next day that I didn't know that I could even get there. Yeah, I had a little emotional reaction to that. There was, there was a moment of fear. And then I remember, hurry, don't panic. So there's the lesson that can be embedded in there. So capture those emotional moments, even if you don't know what's the lesson there, what's the story that I can tell, or what's the point that I'm trying to make. Mm. Capture those moments and the lesson will come out of them. The, the second one I'll go to is look for lessons you need to teach and start being aware of where the stories within that. In fact, I can give you an example that happened yesterday. I was had lunch with a, a friend of mine that we hadn't seen each other for several months and we were catching up and I'd, I'd helped him with something and he wanted to take me out to lunch. And we got talking about this concept that I'm building about leading like a person rather than a position. Mm -hmm. And he shared with me an experience he had that fit perfectly within that topic. So I captured his story. You can yeah. borrow stories from other people. Now, when I tell that, I'm not going to tell that as my own. I'm going to tell it as Daniel's. But yeah. I've got an example. I've got a story now. So put that out into the universe and you start getting examples coming back to you. And then in terms of if I got too many stories, uh, the, the way that I narrowed that down today, I, honestly, I was thinking of telling a different story. And, and then that one popped into my head and I went, you know, that's quick. It's more current. And it's probably really relevant to his audience. And so those are the criteria I use to pick the story. What's going to be relevant to the audience that I'm talking to? And I like things that are more current because these things are happening to us all the time. We can constantly look for those. Yeah, I, I was thinking actually something that I shared um, a couple of hours ago. Um, at the beginning of each week, I uh, told to I do a kind of a video to our clients uh, to give a message for the week and to let them know, you know what's happening in our courses and our training. So that's happening every week. And uh, I was thinking about uh, some many conversations that I had last week with clients. And literally there was one day, one day after the other, that five calls, one after the other, everyone had something serious going on, either problem with their health, problem with their lives, or problems with their business, but heavy stuff, heavy stuff. And, uh, and I remember like the message that I gave to each one of them was, uh, you know, you just keep going and something somewhere somehow is going to shift. It's just a mindset that I have. And I remember also talking with them at the end of the day with this other client and they've been struggling for months. Literally, you know, when you have this kind of months where you're trying everything and nothing is happening, like there is very little movement, but you can see like planting the right seeds. And then boom, they had like five clients paying five grand in a single day. And it made all the difference, all the money they could have made in the previous three months, then they made it literally in one day. Because it's just as you keep going somewhere, somehow, somewhat, something is going to happen. And, and I found to share it because I was thinking about the calls that I had last week. So this is a way as well for everyone that is thinking, okay, what stories can I share? Think about maybe what's happening with your clients. Yeah. 
what's happening on your day-to-day -day life. I, I love I love this piece of advice and that made me think about that particular story. And, and did you see what just happened there? You just told this great story. <laughs> did I? <laughs> yeah, you, you just told okay. this story about how to look for and find stories. It, and, and it's great. Yeah. You didn't just say, well, look for these opportunities. You told an example of how you did that. And here's the cool thing about why stories work. You had these five clients that got on with you right in a row that all that had a bunch of bad things happening. Well, as you're saying that, what's everybody thinking that is listening to it? They're thinking about the times that they've had those days. And so when you come to that point of, I just told them all in those days, keep moving, just keep moving forward. That's all you can do on the bad days. And then the result was they got great turnaround. They got great business out of it. And so as a listener, I'm thinking of that and going, yeah, when I have those hard days, I'm going to keep going because I know there's a light at the end. I know there's something good that's going to happen if I can plow through that. And I'm going to remember that lesson, not from the lesson itself, but from the story and the example that you gave. That That's the power in story. So you just gave a great demonstration of that. Well, you see, uh, your training is effective. You already said it. Like we had a, a seven, we are seventy minutes in uh, in the interview, and you already told me how to find great stories and how to tell them. Well, and you just made a great, days. you made a tremendous point with that too. That a lot of times when people say, "Yeah, I'm not very good at this skill," it's just because they're not being conscious about it, and they're and they're probably better at it than they think they are if they can just be more intentional. In looking at those moments and finding those moments that have a lesson embedded within them. So now I'm, I'm sure that there are some do's and don'ts uh, of telling stories. Uh, we found uh, a way to pick the right stories. Okay, so look at you in your daily life, uh, see what's happening, maybe in your life or with your clients, you can borrow stories, find something with a message. Okay, got it. I got some stories. Let's start with the don'ts. What are some of the things that you see maybe your clients doing or before they come to you, they make you a bit like cringe. It's like, ooh, not that. Yeah. My first biggest don't is don't tell a story just to tell a story. So have some intent. Have some intention that you're telling that story for. So for example, you I'll go back to your example that we're just using live and in person here. You didn't tell that experience about I had five clients come at me, you know, one after another, after another, and after another that were facing some crisis situations just to say, yeah, isn't that interesting? I had some clients that had this crisis situation. You had a point to make with that story. I remember sitting in a, at a conference, this guy got up and he told this kind of funny anecdote at the beginning and he got to the end of it and he said, well, okay, let's get into my content. And I remember thinking, well, what was the point of that story? Were you just were you just showing off? Were you just trying to like have some fun? I, and so there wasn't a point at the end. And I think sometimes that's a mistake that we make is we tell stories just to tell stories because we think we should have a point to your story because then it's going to be impactful. It's not just going to be funny it's or, or interesting. There's going to be an impact that you're going to leave people with going forward. So to me, that that is the A number one biggest don't. Don't tell stories just to tell stories. Uh, and he reminded me actually while you were talking about it about a speaking gig I did uh, maybe seven years ago six seven years ago and there was this uh, guy that had uh, a very tough life 
really hard life. And I think there is a tendency in the industry to say, that, you know, you turn your story, your mess into your message and the, your stories are powerful. And you have a dude like there is this in our industry is big, this message, you know, share your story, share your story, share your story. But after five minutes that he was talking about all the crap that happened to his life, it was never ending. Yeah. So it became more, it felt like he was venting on stage at some point to the point that as an audience, we were looking at each other. We said, is this ever going to end? Yeah. Or is this just the luckiest guy on the planet? Like, and he arrived to the point where, where the, the, the pain became comedy because we couldn't even like just keep going and don't stop and going back to your point is it didn't have a point yeah it was a venting moment he was telling all these stories but there was no lessons there was no wrapping up of it yeah and, and i think that there's some danger in that that advice that we get of yeah tell your story you know tell your struggle there's there, there's a message in your mess but you got to know what the message is we hear, tell your story, but nobody tells you, okay, tell it with intention. Well, I shouldn't say nobody tells you that because I tell people that all the time. <laughs> tell it with intention. What is the purpose of sharing that information? Because if it's not clear in your mind, it's never going to be clear in your audience's minds. And so it's not going to have the impact. It's not going to land with impact like you want that story to land. So what is the point that you're going to make? which actually kind of leads me to the, to the second biggest mistake I see people make because it came out in, in your illustration. And I call it, people don't land the plane. They tell their story. It's like they're flying around in circles and they're just going around almost like they're in search of a point. Have a destination in mind. When you know what that destination is, you'll land the plane. If you don't know where you're going with that story, you're going to fly around and bring all these extraneous details in there. And then you have a 10 minute story with no point at the end, that leaves your audience going, what's going on rather than a three minute story that makes a powerful point that your audience will always remember. Yes. Uh, yes. And uh, I'm thinking, I don't know if it's like a kind of a chicken and an egg question, but does it come, does the message comes first? or the story comes first? <laughs> my, my qualified answer to that is yes. <laughs> because it can come either <laughs> that, way. That, okay, thank you. Does the story come first or the message? Yes. Because sure. like I said, if you have a message that you need to deliver, start looking around and you will find a story that will help you deliver that message. But you may have a story that says, yeah, it's very clear that this story leads to this message. And that's fine too. So it can come at you either direction. It's just being aware and paying enough attention and being intentional about how you're telling that story so that it makes that point that you're trying to make. Okay. Okay. I want to, I want to move now. So we explore the don'ts. I want to go into a, just something a bit more advanced. So let's say that someone is listening here and say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm already telling quite a few stories, but I want to tell my, to take my stories to the next level. I want to make them better. Is there a small tweak that uh, you know someone can make that can already, is that kind of the difference that makes a difference yeah. from your perspective? And we've talked about the big one, which is make sure you have a point, make sure that you have intention about why you're telling the story. The other thing that I would give is just make sure you remember who your audience is. 
And remember that this story, even if it's your story, it's more about them than it is about you. And so how is this connecting to them? You shared that experience about your five clients who were all in crisis situation, but who did you share that to? Another group of clients because they could be in that same situation. Yes. So if I'm telling you a story about, you know, the day that I walked on the moon because I'm an astronaut and I had this experience walking on the moon, you can't quite relate to that. But if I tell you the story about the time that I walked into a store and I couldn't find anybody to help me, you can relate to that because you've been in that situation. So that's the, that makes the story more about you than about me. So focus on your audience. Too often we get focused on, well, I want to tell this story yeah. that shows how what wonderful challenges I've overcome. But what you really want to do is tell that in the context of, how can this help you overcome your challenge? I told the story about me getting through that day by focusing on that mantra of hurry, but don't panic. Not so much to, to show that I did that, but to show that this can be a helpful thing for you to remember yeah. in, in the times that you hit those crisis situations. Because everyone can find themselves in this situation. So right. in this moment, remember, hurry, but don't panic. Right. Uh, and I like, I like this distinction. Because a lot of times uh, when we think about our stories, we don't uh, then stop and reflect saying, does this uh, relate to my clients and what I'm, or to the people that I'm talking to, not just my clients, but does this relate to the audience that I'm talking to? Which leads me, I think, to, the, to clarify this point, which is relatability. Now, if you want to make the story stand out, relatability becomes key. Yeah. Because if they, they can relate with that story, then they will listen to the story, they will get the message, they will get the point. If they can't relate with it, then they will still be searching in their mind. They will not be kind of, they will not be immersed in the story if they can't right. relate. Am I correct saying that? A absolutely. And, and I'll give your audience one more little pro tip around that. One of the best ways to bring people in is to ask questions in the middle of your story. And you may think, well, but doesn't that interrupt the flow of my story? Yeah. In yeah, a way, exactly. it actually brings them into the story. And particularly if you're speaking from the stage, it's going to be more of a rhetorical question than anything else. But I, I was I was coaching someone who's who's speaking from the stage and trying to build his storytelling. And he was sharing this story. And I, I asked him about that, about how does this relate to your audience? How are they going to relate to this? And I said, I don't know. I don't know that any of them have, have had this kind of experience. I said, okay. But what kinds of experiences like that may have they may they have had? Hmm. He said, well, yeah, they might have. And so I said, so pause at that moment when you're sharing that experience. The experience he was sharing was that he got a chance to talk to what he referred to as the godfather of his industry. So it was like the expert. Mm -hmm. And I said, pause at that point and say, who's that person in your industry? And what if you had 30 minutes one-on-one -on -one with that person? What kind of questions would you ask them? That's what I was faced with. And I and and, the, and just that simple question wow, so gets people going, oh yeah. my gosh, what if I could have that kind of experience in my life? And all of a sudden it's their story, not his. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, I mean, we covered, we covered so much in this interview from uh, what, 
why stories are important, uh, where to find stories, even if you don't have them or you have too many, what to do, what not to do. I'm sure that you have way more into your book, Master Storytelling, into your programs as well. Uh, so tell me a bit more about uh, about your book and the work that you do, because uh, some people that are listening, they might be interested and they say, actually, let me invest more, let me investigate more in Mark's work. So uh, tell me more. Yeah, as you said, we've covered so much in this time. My first thought was, and there's so much more we could cover. There's so much more. <laughs> there's so the surface right now. <laughs> we could go. Well, and, and the, the the book Master Storytelling was meant as a how-to book. I mean, that's that's the subtitle: How to Turn Your Experiences into Stories That Teach, Lead, and Inspire. And so there are little workbook pages in there uh, as we go forward. When we do this in the workshop. We not only cover that content, but we actually give you a chance to practice it. And so we're applying it to real experiences you have. And at the end of our workshop, you walk away with a story that you can use to help achieve some of your goals and meet your purposes. We also have a couple of resources available on our website, uh, master-storytelling.com. You got to get that dash in there. But we have some free resources there, including a document that we refer to as the story catcher. And it will guide you through, how do I find these experiences that I can turn into stories? And then what do I do with them once I find them? How do I actually craft that into a story that can make an impact and, and help lead toward, toward the results that I'm after? So those resources are there available for you. We do coaching with, with uh, individuals or groups. So I'd love to help anybody else out as they're on this path to mastering storytelling. Uh, I, I recommend everyone right now, you've, you've been listening to this interview or maybe watching this interview in the Expert to Authority show. I put the link as well on the video so you can see it, www.masterstorytelling.com. So www.masterstorytelling.com. The link is also in the description, is in the show notes. Make sure you check it out and see the book, see the resources, see the training that Mark has to offer. Uh, Mark, final uh, final thoughts. Uh, um, if we were to deliver a final message that wraps this interview up, what will your final message be? I, I would start it with your story matters. And that's something we, you talked about a little bit earlier. Your story does matter. You just need to decide how it matters. And so be intentional about how you tell your stories to teach, lead, sell, and inspire. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Arpeter. Mark, thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, love, love what you said. I loved your final message. Uh, thank you very much for your watching. If you are listening, whether you are listening to the podcast, watching live, watching the replay, thank you for being on the show. Remember to subscribe and also leave us a review. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. 
So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.